0: Welcome to the Australian Digital Health Agency podcast, supporting health professionals to realise a healthier future for Australians through connected healthcare. Hello and Welcome to the Australian Digital Health Agency podcast. I'm Dr Andrew Rochford and I will be your host today. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are broadcasting from and in which you are listening. I wish to acknowledge their continuing connection to land, sea and community and I pay my respects to them and to Elders past, present and emerging and extend the respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples joining us today. Electronic prescriptions are providing Australians convenient access to their medicines and will improve patient safety by reducing the risk of transcription errors. Electronic prescriptions are being rolled out across Australia and are currently available by providing a token for patients to receive access to their electronic prescription. The Active Script List, a token management solution, is currently in development and will provide further convenience for patients, especially those who are on multiple medicines. Today, we're going to be talking about how the Active Script List works and how it builds on tokens for prescribing and dispensing medicines. On the panel with me today, we have Andrew Matthews, Director of Medicine Safety at the Australian Digital Health Agency. John Groom, Manager, Conformance and Assurance at the agency. Mara Osman, a Provider Adoption Lead for the Australian Digital Health Agency. And Jared McMore from the Pharmaceutical Society of Australia. To begin with today, I would like to ask you, Andrew specifically, what an active script list is and when will it be available?
1: Thanks, Dr. Oxford. An active script list is exactly that, a list of active scripts that are available to be dispensed.
0: So how does ASL work?
1: Well, the important thing to realise is that uh, a patient can choose to have an active script list and they do that by visiting their pharmacy and having uh, the pharmacist go through what an active script list is all about. So there is uh, a definitive consent process that the pharmacist and the patient work through together uh, if they so wish to have an active script list. So that's the first thing that it needs to be established by you as a patient uh, before you even have an active script list as a patient. Then you can uh, decide which health professionals have access to your script list. So it may be your regular pharmacy or it may be a pharmacy that you visit on holidays that you can give short term access for them to see or view your active script list.
2: So
0: I guess from the point of view of the key advantages, like everything in digital health, what we're looking for is what are the advantages, not only for the patient, but also for the providers. But I'll, I'll go to you, Jared. Um, what do you see as the key advantages of the active script list?
3: Thanks, Andrew. So the, there's a few different perspectives I guess you could take on that. As a, as a person who's using prescriptions um, myself, I've gotten a few now as an SMS and I I take about four different medicines and they're not all filled at the same time. So from a a patient's perspective, it means that you've got them all in one place. It's easy to find which ones are active. So that's really good. Uh, And it does mean that you've got a, a single screen that you can look at that lists all of the electronic prescriptions. You can dispense them all at once if need be. You can see what other medicines are being used, uh, and you can also see the other um, computer-generated prescriptions that are currently active. Even though you can't dispense them from that list, you can see what else is is available for that patient to feel if they need it. So it does make it a lot more convenient on both aspects, um, for pharmacists and for for patients. It means everything's all in one place and it's harder to lose things or hopefully impossible to lose things, Uh, and it just makes the workflow a bit more streamlined from that perspective. Milo,
0: what what do you see as as the benefits, particularly, I I guess, for the the, uh, pharmacists?
2: I I think it's wonderful that pharmacists won't have to um, take that step to keep contacting um, the prescriber for prescriptions, uh, particularly when we're talking about uh, patients who um, are using blister packs. Um, and often um, it's it's a direct relationship between the pharmacy and the prescriber to obtain um, prescriptions for new medicines. And so it, it simplifies that process. And, and even from the prescriber's perspective, they don't have to worry about having the, the script faxed and then posted to the correct pharmacy. And that happening in a timely manner, it means that when that prescription is generated um it's it's uploaded to the active script list and it's available at the pharmacy um far more efficiently saving both prescriber and dispenser time
0: yeah right so i mean it's acting basically like a shared data file isn't it where people have certain access to it they upload that prescription and then it can be it can be obtained by that that pharmacist to be able to dispense the the medications Uh, John, do you have anything more to add when it comes to you know the benefits that you see w- within this you know prescriber, um, then pharmacist, and then patient ecosystem when it comes to the active script list?
4: Yeah, yeah. From my perspective, I think it's just a, a an easier way for the the patient to handle their tokens. So so you know electronic prescribing that that legal electronic prescription is created and it's created in that prescription delivery service. The token is the key that's used to access that prescription, you know, by a pharmacist. Um, And this is just a a simple way of the, um, you know, the patients being able to store that. And from a technical perspective, there's nothing that the, the prescribers or the dispensers really have to do much. When they create their prescription it's created in the prescription delivery service and then the copy of that token is sent to their active script list. Mm. So it's available. All they have to do is just make sure that um, the relevant pharmacies have access to the active script list.
0: Jared, prescribers have written thousands of electronic prescriptions and pharmacies across Australia have now received tokens as we're discussing and are getting used to implementing these into their workflows. Can you give us a bit more of an idea of, of how you see ActiveScript Lists helping um, to, to further impact these workflows?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess one of the, the main things to consider with ActiveScript List is the fact that uh, it is easier to access those prescriptions in one space. And um, So from a workflow perspective, you are accessing a piece of software where you can see all the prescriptions at once, um, and that does make it simpler. There is an aspect to ActiveScript List that... Pharmacists need to keep in mind, and that is at the first sign up, you do have to get consent to create one. So, you've got a little bit of an extra uh, piece of work to do there the first time. So, I guess that does mean that you've got some workflow up front that you don't have with other prescriptions, but it creates a, a flow in being able to dispense prescriptions, especially for people who are not present in the pharmacy. That is so much simpler than um, the current paper model, absolutely, and uh, marginally more uh, convenient than tokens as well. So especially, as I said, for people who are not in the pharmacy, if you're able to uh, access a single screen that shows all the prescriptions that that person has, you know which ones are actually needed, you can dispense them in one go without needing to let the patient know, actually, sorry, you've only sent me through tokens for two of the three medicines we need. Can you please send me through the third token, for instance? So um, from a workflow perspective, that means there's less communication back and forth other than the initial request and then getting through to the final dispensing. In situations where you're doing something like a dose of administration aid, or if you're providing medicines to a person who's living in an aged care facility, that uh, removing the need to continually talk back and forth to clarify things and find out what is actually needed or what's missing is a lot of time saved, a significant amount of time saved if you're doing a, a number of those services. So as far as workflow is concerned in that space, it is, it is going to make life a lot simpler and, and more streamlined.
0: Marwa, does ASL represent a big change for prescribers?
2: Look, I think the, the biggest change... Um, from a prescriber's perspective, will probably be the need um, for for staff training and awareness about Um, what active script list is so that if they're approached um, by a patient or a consumer um, asking because they've they've heard about it from a pharmacy, they need to be aware of of what it is and and how it works. Um, In release one of the ASL, um, the registration to create an ASL will be happening in in community pharmacies. So the expectation um, is not really that there will be much change to um, workflows um, from a prescriber's point of view. Um, But There needs to be that awareness there because um, once an active script list is created, the prescriber needs to be aware that any electronic prescription they generate will automatically upload to the active script list uh, unless they withdraw that um, consent, you know, at the patient's request. Um, And they need to be aware of how to use that functionality in their software. So how is it that I can withhold a prescription from being uploaded to someone's active script list? And they need to also be aware that... um, you know electronically um, generated paper prescriptions um, with the ERX and Medisecure barcodes on them will also be visible in a, in a patient's active script list um, but are not available for dispensing without presenting the paper prescription um, when uh, we progress to release two of the active script list there certainly um, will be um, more of a general practice uh, staff involvement in that process because um, at that stage um, registration and the consent to create an active script list can actually happen um, um, in the GP practice. So um, the staff will be expected to understand that consent process to create an ASL in greater detail.
0: Just from an implementation point of view, John, and from a technical perspective, what are you able to tell us about active script lists and what prescribers or dispensers will need to do to implement them?
4: You know, from a prescriber's uh, point of view, they will need to do very little because they're creating the electronic prescription and sending it to the prescription delivery service is, is what they're currently doing. And then the actual sending of it to the active script list will happen automatically, as Marwa said. The only thing that they really need to do is understand how... To remove the consent. So if the patient says, I actually don't want this particular script to go up to the active script list, um, they just need to know how to tick the box on their software. And then when it's created, that script, the token won't be sent to the active script list. It's a little bit different for the, um, the pharmacists in that In addition to that, you know, withdrawal of of consent for, you know, repeats getting sent to an active script list, they'll also need to understand how to do that registration process. So, there will be some technical bits in their screen where they will be, you know, it will be pre-filled and they will have to gain the, the patient's consent. Um, all around the the registration and then the extra little bit that pharmacists will have to do is if they want to see a patient's active script list they will have to gain the patient's consent to do that which will be done by uh, an sms at the moment
0: yeah right Marwa. prescribers and pharmacies uh, they're just getting used to distributing medicines through it through a token now uh, which is new do you think the change to include another way to receive the prescription remotely um in addition to the SMS uh, that John just mentioned and and email, will require much adjustment?
2: Um, To be honest, I I don't believe so because, if anything, I think it's going to streamline workflow, as as Jared mentioned earlier, that – you know providing that um, ASL option for pharmacy um, is actually um, far better for particularly when you're dispensing uh, for patients who are not present in the pharmacy, like those receiving dose administration aids. Um, it, it really does streamline the process, and as he said, you it means that you can access the complete list and there isn't a you know a token or, or a paper prescription that's um, that's missing and you're having to. Do emergency supplies, and then spend time chasing up um, further prescriptions um, because the you know the patient hasn't dropped it off to the pharmacy, or it hasn't arrived in the post to the pharmacy. So it simplifies things um, from that perspective, um, and for prescribers, I do think it'll also save time um, in that they don't need to you know that that time that's spent generating. Um, you know, arranging for the scripts to be faxed to pharmacy A, B, or C, depending on, you know, the, the patients that they have and what needs to go where. Um, it's it's just in that one click when you're creating that um prescription, it's it's going to that active script list and it's going to be immediately available where it needs to be. And from a consumer perspective, um I think it's wonderful because when they grant a pharmacy access, they don't need to worry anymore about having the token with them or, or having um, the token for the right medicine if, if there are multiple medicines when they present to a pharmacy. And it really is about giving them um, choice about how much involvement they want um, in the management of their prescription. So if, if they have um, an active script list, they they can still be in control. And um, certainly when we um are at full functionality of the active script list. So in Release 2, a patient is able to um, interact through... with their active script list themselves, they're able to to view that script list. Um, But also there is that option for those patients who don't wanna worry about having to look at those prescriptions at all. They just wanna know that they're going there and the pharmacy can see it and they're content for them to just look after it and sort it all out. There's that entire continuum. There's space to accommodate everybody there. Um, And this is what's wonderful about um, the active script list.
0: Jared, what other suggestions do you feel that dispensers need in order to implement dispensing through an active script
3: list? Yeah, okay. Um, the first thing I would want to like to do is actually want to point out that tokens and ASL, there's, you're not receiving those requests in a different manner from each other. You're still going to receive those as an SMS or somebody in person saying can you access this digital prescription, for instance. It's... While it sounds like it's something brand new and it's going to be added on top of the the recent addition of tokens, for instance, and this is something new else coming along as well, it really all the only thing that's different is how you actually see that person's prescriptions. So if somebody's at home, they're going to be sending in a request via text or an email, and it's either going to contain a token or it's gonna contain a request to access the ASL. You're still gonna receive that request by the same pathway. And in the end, you're gonna dispense it in the same manner. So I'd like to reassure pharmacists that it it may sound like it's a brand new system that is completely and utterly different, but it is only a a marginal difference. And and that difference is really how you see the prescriptions more than anything else. So you're gonna see a more complete picture of what prescriptions are available. And one other thing that I think is important from a workflow perspective, is understanding that all the pharmacists that are going to be accessing those that list, whether it's tokens or the ASL actually, they need to make sure that they've set up their own uh, HPII in their dispensing software and it's worth keeping in mind that you probably want to set that up for your locums before they come in as well because the last thing you want to do is organise a holiday, get a locum in and then find out that oh, maybe they can't dispense electronic prescriptions because you didn't think about setting that up for them Um, but realistically the process of dispensing from an ASL is very very similar to dispensing from tokens it's just you've got a more complete visibility of that patient's prescriptions and um, that gives you more information Um, you know if somebody says I'm sure I've got a prescription for this item and you can say yep there it is it actually is here we can dispense it for you." Mm. you don't have to go home and dig it up or find it anywhere else and that saves a whole bunch of time for us.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, it it makes sense. (laughs) It makes a lot of sense. Uh, Andrew, do you, what what information should pharmacies be providing to their patients in relation to active script lists?
1: Well, just to add to what Jared was saying, I mean, in essence, all the ASL is, is a token management solution. And you could argue that the uh, the apps that are now available as well, uh, there's three that are now listed as conformant uh, on the agency's electronic prescribing conformance register. They are, too. Uh, token management solutions. So, I think we've already had a discussion about how, as one off um, supply of medicines, a token is quite easy to manage through an SMS or an email. But as you have more medicines, so the complexity of managing that can be a little bit more complicated. So, that, that's where the ASL and also the apps as token management solutions come in uh, are advantageous. So the, uh, the, the progress that we've done so far as we've worked through and we've now done at the time of recording this podcast, over 500,000 electronic prescriptions. But the ASL is something that pharmacy especially have identified as advantageous. Um, and so it is an, the, the first release is very much an ASL pharmacy-centric model for accessing electronic prescriptions. And pharmacies are that conduit through which a patient will manage their ASL initially through that uh, registration, assisted registration process by the pharmacy uh, for the patient. And then then subsequently uh, that patient uh, allowing consent for any other pharmacy to view their active script list. So in making that assisted registration, the the pharmacist needs to explain quite clearly uh, what an ASL is about, uh, how they will see uh, their electronic prescriptions and also computer generated or ETP, electronic transfer of prescription, paper prescriptions in the ASL. So that information is really important uh, that they explain that clearly. Uh, and so that when a consumer accepts the terms and conditions associated with an ASL, that they understand that fully.
0: A question now for everybody. Um, and I'll start with you, Mawa. H- who do you think, which patients do you think will benefit most from having an active script list?
2: I think for me, what um, comes to mind is um, those patients who normally keep their paper prescriptions on file at the pharmacy. Um, So I guess you you could think of this as um, a a paperless way um, to do that. So it it streamlines workflow for the pharmacy and it it streamlines the administration, um, the time, the admin time from uh, both a prescriber and a dispenser perspective, chasing up those prescriptions. So they're the
4: first group that come to mind
0: john your thoughts
4: yeah i i i do realize that you know complex patients with many medications or people who you know usually have their scripts on file they will benefit the most but i personally think everyone will benefit from the active script list The, the reason being is choosing to have an active script list doesn't lock you into that method of managing your tokens you can still use all the other methods. You can still get it via SMS, via email. You can still install an app on your phone and you, can, you still have that choice. It's just that you know, as a bit of a safety net in the background, so say you're a real tech literate one and you have a wallet style application that manages all of your tokens for your scripts, you still might choose to have an active script list. And if for some reason you, you lose it or misplace it, you know, it's for sure that it's there in your active script list. So uh, I think it's, it will benefit anyone, regardless of the you know, uh, tech literacy level or um, how complex they are with regards to how many meds they're on. Andrew, do you agree?
1: Yes, I do indeed. Um, so it is, again, going back to the patient's choice. That uh, is all about their choice of how they feel it best is to manage their tokens. So uh, look, as it's rolling out, um, in the same way that it's taken pharmacies some time to get ready for electronic prescriptions, uh, the different software providers will have different timelines for their readiness and the uh, upgrading of their software to include active script list functionality.
0: Jared, who do you think will benefit most?
1: Well, I think most people
3: will definitely benefit, as has already been said. I would, I would expand on what Marwan has said there. Uh, as a dispensing pharmacist, getting out a folder of physical prescriptions is time-consuming. And if you can uh, have a conversation with those people so that they start getting their prescriptions as e-prescriptions and you use an ASL, that will save immense amounts of time. Um, I would also point out, so John mentioned, say, about um, tech phobia, for instance, uh, I would say in my life, most of the people who use social media and other apps like that more than anybody else, are actually the older generation than me, or, or my parents and grandparents are very, very well connected and, and familiar with apps. So if, if you're a pharmacist and wondering whether this elderly person in front of you will be able to handle it, definitely have that conversation because you find they will. But from, from my perspective as a, as a pharmacy owner, when I had my pharmacy, if this had been in place then, I would actively have attempted to have conversations with all the people getting dose administration aids. I think they would they would definitely benefit from this because they can see their prescriptions at home. One of the things we see with um, dose administration aids is that people get a bit of a disconnect from their medicines and from their prescriptions because they're being managed by the pharmacy. By having an ASL and using an app, you can now see all of that information anytime you want to. And that gives you a lot more Um, empowerment about your medicines than you previously had and lastly i would want to implement this with people that i had in uh, nursing home contracts for instance but i would want to do that in a very coordinated way with the facility with the um, the residents and the carers and also with the doctors so that you are trying to do as much of that in a, a big chunk i guess so you've got many people changing over at once rather than having things sort of ad hoc. So if you can coordinate well with the other people in, in the team who are servicing a, a facility, you could really improve um, medicines management using an ASL.
0: For my final question to everyone, and, and I'm happy for, um, we'll start with Marwa. Um, I'd like just to ask what advice you'd give now to pharmacies that are considering adopting active script List?
2: Sure. So, um, the main message here is staff awareness and training. Um, Staff have to be able to address patient queries. They need to understand how the active script list works. Um, As Andrew mentioned, pharmacy is the conduit through which patients um, will access their active script list, particularly um, in in release one. So, they really need to be... um, understanding how it works and the functions that it has available. Um, they need to understand the consent process and be able to walk the patient um, through that to create the ASL. So that's the key message there, staff training and awareness.
0: Andrew, your advice?
1: Well, I'll just add to that from the prescriber point of view. As we've said, it is very much, especially this release one of the ASL, and and the, the technical function of it all has been worked up with our technical working group that has broad representation uh, across software medical and pharmacy groups as well as consumer groups but um, but from a prescriber point of view as for this release one you may get patients saying I've got an ASL so as Marwa mentioned first up just that recognition by prescribers what an ASL what an active script list actually is is the important thing because from from a doctor's workflow point of view it really doesn't have much impact but if they've got a consumer talking to them about an asl i've got an asl and it's going the script will go to my asl at least there's a familiarity as to what an asl actually is so that that's my key point on the prescriber side of things
3: jared any advice from you um yeah i think both of those points are really important i, I would say that pharmacies will uh, if they're feeling any uh, anxiety or trepidation about having an asl now uh, you won't after implementing them and using them for the first few times it, it It's like everything new. What you don't know is the things that makes you worry about it, and then as soon as you put it in, you're going to realise how simple it is to use. Um, I would expect that we will see um, terminology coming from um, patients and consumers that is different from ASL. They're not going to walk in and say, I've got an ASL. They're going to say something like, I've got this thing on my phone. It lists all my scripts. Can you have a look at that? And you know, pharmacists and their staff need to have an understanding that people will use their own descriptions. And just to be mindful that ASL exists and understand that, oh, okay, they're going to come in and they, they might refer to something that I haven't heard of before, um, but uh, understanding what the different options for having a prescription are at this point so that you don't overlook and think, oh, I don't understand what they're talking about. Are they talking about My Health Record or are they talking about something else? Just know that they, they could have this in place already before you've even had a conversation with people. And that once you start using it, you will, uh, you'll probably want it for all your, all your clients. But um, just remember that it's their choice uh, and how they implement it.
0: Yeah, no, that's good advice. John, did, did you want to wrap things up with any additional advice from you to pharmacies?
4: Uh, all I would say is get on board. I mean, this is functionality that's been put there to to make it easy for the consumer, which is the pharmacy's uh, customers. And uh, like Jared said, they might find that, you know, it's not as hard as they thought it would be and all of their customers are gonna want it. There's a groundswell. It'll, it'll build up very quickly, get on board.
0: Wonderful. Uh, thank you to everyone for your insights on the active script list. This addition to electronic prescriptions will certainly be a benefit to patients taking multiple medicines and create better convenience and flexibility in the way they receive their prescriptions, as has been pointed out um, by all of our wonderful panel members today. For you, if you need further information on electronic prescriptions, you can visit the agency e-learning site at training.digitalhealth.gov.au. Thank you again to everyone that was a member of the panel today. uh, And thank you to you for listening.